Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we are the Real Housewives of Rewatch, and we is. <laughs> I'm we Sue. is. We is here to do. We, I am the Sue show. Funk, and the other voice that you hear is Danielle from Brands by Bravo. What's up, Sue? I'm here. And with Tina's Tina here. <laughs> um, Hopefully, I, she doesn't chew her bone during our episode. Yeah, to get that doggy ASMR. That's yeah, that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that I'm going to work on next. Yes, uh, yes. And Sue just bought something so exciting. She just bought a wine fridge, which I feel like... I am really... I feel like I'm such an adult now. Like That's such an amazing purchase. Well, I belong to a wine club. Please sponsor us. Any wine <laughs> club. Um, but I... Uh, yeah, I just bought... Uh, I've been buying it for a while, and now I'm not drinking as much because I guess I'm content with life. I don't know. And um, <laughs> and so I, like, just want to keep it longer. So now I'm like, ooh, I can no, invest I like in it. that. And somebody from my building was getting rid of one for pretty affordable. Sorry, Tina Turner That's, was very Those are going to be expensive. Tina so, Turner was a good pickup. My dog is not from Long Island. She doesn't understand a good deal because she's just very angry that someone came to our apartment. <laughs> That's basically. Like, like Luann's daughter, I too love Goodwill and a good deal. Season, season two, two episode, episode 11, 11 of Roni, Real Housewives of New York. And what a fucking episode. I'm obsessed with this episode. episode. I feel like this episode unlocked a lot of mysteries for me. Yeah. And I also, you know, this is this is the one to go put your TV on and watch. You said that last week. I know. I <laughs> you love say that all. every week. I just want people to watch with me. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm here for, kiddo. I am True. very much here for all of it. And I cannot wait to talk to you about it because what a freaking episode. I yeah. forgot about this episode. And being reminded of it was such a joy. It 
it did the same thing as episode 10 where it was like a lot of fluff and i was like oh my god just get to the good stuff then we finally did and then the good stuff was so good i feel like the thing that's different about this episode is that it's a lot of them together fluff it's not it's less the siloed fluff which i appreciate because we start off with what a pairing jill helping the van camps uh, with their curtains because they're about to throw their housewarming party even though, as Simon keeps saying, they're down to the wire because <laughs> the, they're about to throw it and their house is just full of wires and literally un- the wire when he says the down to yeah, the wire. Like there's wires there are live wires. <laughs> sticking out of unfinished cement like or like wall whatever you make a wall out of. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, just van, not walled up. <laughs> the van camps are in Zarin fabric, and Jill is helping them pick out some window treatments and all of that. And Alex and Simon bring Francois and Johan, and it's chaos. It's utter chaos. And all I kept thinking was, like, you know, Jill, while she's a mother, she just had one daughter, yeah. Allie. Like, I just don't think – and, it, you know, Allie's, like, 16 at this point. You forget the chaos of children, and Jill is just – wide-eyed looking at these kids running around her store well i think also she had a very well-behaved little girl and like jill's like wow boys are different (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean the thing is is that alex and simon do nothing to discipline them whatsoever oh never like they can be or i also noticed they didn't bring like anything to entertain them either that's there was really no book, interesting. There was no coloring. Like, did you really think they were going to just like sit there silently while you looked at fabric? Like, that was never going to happen. I was just talking to a friend about that. About like, my mom would never leave the house without something to entertain me. May it be a book, a toy. Like, there was some sort of like maybe a puzzle. Like, yeah, I feel like something to entertain them. There was while always you're doing something. Some adult task. And it was just one thing. It wasn't like a plethora of things, unless we were on like a plane. But, like, I feel like my mom's whole goal was just to, like, exhaust my little brain. <laughs> so that way I wouldn't be annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's what I imagine. Uh, one line that I do love while they're in this scene is Alex says their taste in, you know, home decor is dramatic, eclectic, and colorful. And I just, I, I you know what? She is correct, as we will see later in the episode when we see the home. Yeah, that that is true. That's how I would describe it as well. Maybe a bit other choice words. <laughs> I think we should save our, our words until we're at the party. But uh, we then go to Bethany's hairdresser appointment where um, her hairdresser is trying to set her up with someone. And she's trying to make a deal with the hairdresser. Like the old, if neither of us are married in four years, let's have a kid and you know, the gay friend version of just, like, you do you, I'll do me, and we'll have mm-hmm. these kids, and I'll put you up in a beautiful house. And, like... Bethany says to him at one point, she goes, you're cute, you're you're quiet, and you have a nice butt, and you're perfect. She's not wrong. <laughs> and it's Frankie L'Officiale is the name of the salon. I looked it up. It's uh, no longer there. I, he might Aww. be working under a different salon name, but that name, I believe, closed in 2015. Frankie, where are you? Set us- he definitely is active on Instagram and definitely still a hairstylist. I have no idea if he still does Bethany's hair. I didn't get that far. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, I realized something. We don't really get to see them in salons like that. And I loved this scene 
because mm -hmm. we get the glam squad and if there's something that i hate it is the glam squad yeah. i am anti-glam squad why are you anti-glam squad i would like to hear your reason because i have my reasoning i don't mind it if they have an actual party to go to but i do mind it when they bring them on vacation when they're literally getting glam to like go have breakfast at someone's house like it's too much mm -hmm. and it's so disconnected from reality yeah because you know they only do it when they're filming they don't have glam squad outside of that and i just it's too much and i also find when they go on vacation and they have the glam squad they used to hang out and get ready together the glam squad takes it away now they're facetiming each other room to room i don't like that that's true i think to me it's similar to what you just touched upon they're not together they're with these other people but it's like they're with paid friends yeah you know like you're not real friends because you there's a transactional thing there like no matter what you say like yes mikey is still around erica but like they started as paid friends they're still paid friends you think he's there for free he is not there for free. no i don't think he's there for free but i think that he's getting much less than he originally got is Probably. my guess and i mean like new york has stayed pretty really only until the last season or two i know ebony had someone coming and doing her hair and makeup and so did um leah mm -hmm. but they pretty much steered clear of the glam squad squad which i liked and it, well, obviously we know beverly hills is the one that does it the most yeah i feel like for new york we only see it really when they're doing photo shoots yeah which is fine that's a yeah. completely different scenario or if it is like a really fancy party that you're going to but when they come so ridiculously glammed up it just I don't know. No, I agree. It's like when we're not going to me. breakfast. Some people love it, but. Like, when you're going to breakfast, that's not how you look. Yeah. I like to, like, imagine if Giselle had a, and Potomac had a glam squad, we wouldn't get half those outfits. Tina Turner. Giselle looks perfect without a glam squad. Calm down. She's very upset. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a cute scene. I just enjoyed Watching Bethany in the salon, it kind of reminded me we don't get those moments anymore that are more organic. Like, I can't remember the last time we watched a housewife go to a salon to get their hair done. Yeah, not in recent years. No, they always have them come to them. Um, Bethany talks about how she wants to be, that, that she's a born-again virgin and she wants to be a born-again slut. And that was funny. That, that was, was really, that was quality. I liked it. She, she is the best banter. She does. She, she really on camera she's the best uh so alex and simon then are going over their party guest list for their housewarming party and they begrudgingly decide to invite ramona uh although alex says she's not convinced ramona is an appropriate party guest guest which like duh like <laughs> but they also are like it's very true to like new york it's like that person's probably not gonna show let's just yeah, invite I them i did like that i thought that was pretty funny because like contractually they have to invite her, but does Ramona have to show up? Mm. I don't know. She's traversing to Brooklyn. Nope. Spoiler alert, she does not. <laughs> um, but then we do get to see Ramona this episode talk about her sweating issues. Uh, and she's thinking about getting Botox for her sweating, and I really didn't care. No, but I will say so far, this is now like the second or third time we've seen her on camera getting some sort of Botox or facial well, like, yeah, thing. Yeah, like physical 
and none of the other women have done that and you know they're all getting stuff so i commend her for allowing that to be filmed like i believe she's never been shy about anything that she's had done that's she's true she's always been very honest which i always like i hate these like i've never had anything and i'm just like mm, i don't know like just own like own it just own it like own i had it. botox once it was great i liked it a lot I'm sorry. I feel like pe- there, there's all sorts of noise in my background. There's people in my hallway. This is apartment I, I can't living. I can hear it. So hopefully they can. I well, Tina Turner it. can, and she is pissed that people <laughs> are on her front lawn. She is an old lady, wants those kids off her fucking front lawn. Um, so then we go to a Bill scene, Bethany and Jill. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been getting as much of them together. No, and I was really excited by it. I thought mm-hmm, it was really exciting to have them together. And they're t- Jill's ex- uh, Bethany's explaining to Jill who what trick guys are. And I, think I missed that part. Yeah. So basically, they're talking about dating, and she's like, no, those, like, she describes trick guys are guys that weren't hot in high school. She's like, oh, I think. Oh, yes. And, like, like, she's like, hot guys are better than the dorky, nerdy guys, because those guys that weren't hot in high school have more things to prove, and then they're, like, the ones that will step out and, like, bang a stripper. I could not disagree more with that. I was interested to see what you think. Like, I I don't know if I totally agree with it, because, like... No. I I think... Date the nerd who didn't know they got hot. Like my husband. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a nerd, but he's also loves his video games and numbers and all of that. So he's a straight man? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I always say date the nerdy ones who got hot as they get older and don't know that they're hot. Those are the best ones. I think she's saying the ones that were nerdy that then get successful, but I don't think she necessarily means gets hot. Yeah, I could see there's a difference. We're not rich, so. Yeah. Yes. So, no, but that's, I do that's think. That's the difference. I thought it was an interesting term. I don't feel like we talk about trick guys anymore. And no. I want to bring it back. And then the other thing she really, like, opens up about is just how she feels like she's really putting her career first and not dating and relationships first, but she does. What's interesting is I don't even think she cares about having a relationship. All she wants is a child. Yep. That's the vibe I got. And now hearing that, it makes so much more sense why her and Jason could never work. Because she didn't want to be married. She just wanted a baby. Yep. So I don't blame I her think, for that. No, I think she did think she wanted to get married. Maybe. And I mean, she's had a string of relationships. So I don't think she wants to not be in a relationship. But I think yeah, it was like, I want to be in a relationship because I want to be a mother. Yeah. Not, I want to be in a relationship because I want love and companionship at that point I you know that could have changed I I get that 100% I think the thing that made me sad in the conversation was I feel like if it was a man who was career driven they wouldn't feel like they had to put their like not have relationships but mm-hmm. I feel like she thinks because she's a woman I imagine because she's so, so like career driven it probably is harder to find men who aren't like intimidated and don't want to deal with that it was you very know? hard. I find I know. it. Like, I will say, it's not like I make millions of dollars nowhere near, but I find it hard to 
meet men who make the same amount of money that I do that I am attracted to. And then when they find out my success and the, the money that I make, they're like very weirded out and they treat me differently. And then it's always like, oh, you're a sugar mama. And I'm like, yeah, no, like this is, this is mine. <laughs> like, not... I have a random question. When do you, sh when you're dating people, when do people share? In New York, finances? I feel like it's not even like, I don't know if I give exact number or it's just, no, I feel like there is like I make around this usually mm -hmm. comes out because I think it's one of those things and it might just be more New York. I feel like I haven't really talked about it that much in Philly because Philly people don't talk about work. And, like, money isn't as, as much of a thing. Yeah. In fact, Philly guys are way more, the, in my experience so far, in, like, the 20 or so dates that I've gone on in Philly, I feel like men here are more likely to pay no matter what their socioeconomic standing is. Mm -hmm. But, like, in New York, if, like, men know that, like, not only do am I in a job that has steady health care, which is not always the case, like, like a steady, not shift job, that kind of yeah. job. And then, you know, I'm not going to say how much I make, but, like, no, I, you, you know, know no, like, no. <laughs> it's just, like, you're making a decent amount. And, like, even a lot of times it's I live alone. The mm -hmm. fact that, like, I can afford to live alone is, like, very intimidating and it's shitty and you're like and you have to work hard to get that kind of thing in new york you can't just yeah. be like oh you know i live alone and i'm a barista you know like you can you're living in a shoebox but like if you're lucky but like most of the times in new york you have a roommate which is there's absolutely nothing wrong with and i've lived in new york with a roommate as well but for most of my 30s for no for all of my 30s and my late 20s I lived alone I worked my ass off for it but it's yeah. really hard when you're dating because men treat you weird that's so interesting let's say I've met Derek when I was well we met when we were 19 but we started dating when we were 22 like we both our first jobs when we were dating he worked at Ben and Jerry's <laughs> and I was a front desk receptionist for $10 an hour. Like we helped each other negotiate salaries when we got mm -hmm. jobs. Like, so it was never, I don't you know that experience. You were more equal playing field. Yeah. And it's more just like we were so young when we met that like we needed each other to discuss these things. I can't imagine having meet, like when you meet someone later, like when do you bring, because finances are like the most important thing to be on the same it page. Like, it always came most, up during, like, I feel like it always comes up with where you want to go. Like, I'm somebody where if I'm going to go out, I want, like, a nice cocktail uh -huh. or a nice glass of wine. I, If I'm going to a dive bar, I know you. Like, or I'll hang just out. just work with... in education and then no one has to guess how much you make because they just <laughs> know I make no money. <laughs> like, I love a dive bar, <laughs> but if I'm going out with somebody that I don't know, I'd rather spend $16 on a cocktail and at least enjoy the cocktail you know, like if I'm going well, to you and I are also so skewed still of prices of things from coming from New York. City That's true. To, to Philly, I remember the first time I like went back to visit my college town after living in New York City, and I got like two Long Island iced teas. Don't I got to the bar late? We were playing catch up. <laughs> don't don't judge. I thought it was gonna be like thirty dollars, and they were like ten dollars, and I was like, I'll buy one for everyone in the car. I was like, what do you mean ten dollars for two Long Island iced teas? Like, the only place though that is out expensed. Uh, New York to me was when I went to Miami. And I never oh. want to go back to Miami. Interesting. 
It was un. It was like fifty dollars for two drinks at the Fountain Blue like hotel lobby. I went for a bachelorette party, and not not not, yeah not the vibe and it was i could not believe how expensive it was i stayed at some swanky ass place um the boca raton in boca Mm -hmm. raton and those were some of the most expensive cocktails that i ever had i think like my friend and i had like two cocktails and an appetizer each and it was like hundreds of dollars and i was like wait what (laughs) yeah unreal I was like, speaking I of hip girls so nights much. out, we now go over to Kelly and Luann, who are hanging out with her nieces. Oh, and a cool downtown vibe, very Sex in, in the, the city. city vibes. I was about to say, I was like, oh, that the Sex me. in the City. You know what I decided? Married Luann, like this early Luann is almost like cosplaying Sex in the City. Like I feel like she watched the show and was like, yes, I would like to be Samantha. And, but I'm married, so I'm like the married version of like it. Just I, the second she said that, I was like, does she think she's on Sex in the City? She does. But I'm also like, this is not a bar that I feel like they'd go to in Sex in the City. <laughs> like, yeah, the, they were in like some random room. I'm sure it was a private area because they were filming and whatnot. It, it did not say what bar because I like rewound it and I wanted to see where they were, but they were somewhere downtown but i'm like does luann think downtown is like 14th street or are they like the oh West i would LA? say even 23rd street i would i would guess that like chelsea is <laughs> downtown for her yeah <laughs> um and so then uh she's there with kelly because kelly's single and her nieces are single and she thought she it was- literally says kelly's young and hip and that just absolutely killed me because the second you say the word hip you know you are not hip. Oh, yeah. But, like, she is excited to have Kelly there because they have so much in common, which I'm kind of like, I think the only thing they have in common is that they're single in the city. Um, But then Max Max stops by, and, like, Lou is, like, flabbergasted by it, which... She's correct. See, I feel as though... She's correct because she did. Kelly did not tell them he was coming. That is my problem with it. He just showed up and they did not know. You have to like if you're have the expectation. This is a Simon bringing him to girls' night. If you think it's girls' night and you don't say, "Oh, hey, he texted me," this guy he's just stopping by because they didn't even know he just showed up. So two things about that. To me, I'm kind of like, maybe she didn't know if he was, because he was like, I'm about to go to dinner, I may or may not swing by. So I don't know, like, if it was totally down, 100% confirmed that he was going to show up. But you can still mention that. But the other thing about him showing up for, like, five seconds is just, we had talked in an earlier episode about how Max was um, doing television in Argentina. He was, like, kind of like a... yeah star and trying to break into American television and I was just like this feels more and more like an arrangement than an actual relationship and I just feel like it's like Max stopped in for his next two minutes of his 15 minutes of fame here like it it just it was very um transactional more than my boyfriend stopping by yeah and Luann also starts after he leaves Luann starts asking her questions about like the relationship Kelly won't answer yeah. a single one of them. And Luann seems 
a little like ticked off in her in her oh, in the moment like Luann's interview. She's like Kelly it. never answers questions is what she just flat out says. But um Kelly does kind of like say into her drink that she loves him. Which Did was she? Oh, I definitely missed that. Yeah, she was just like da, 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 I love him. And it was just like this weird like I, it just again it just feels put upon it feels like transactional it doesn't feel like either it's transactional on both sides or he's just using her I just don't feel like this is a genuine love at all yeah, yeah. Uh, it was interesting but they're cute little girls and I let them have it's interesting how much Lou's niece pops up early on too since obviously we know later on drama ensues that I didn't really remember that her niece had like ever been on camera same but also there's a great ditzy moment from Kelly where yes please please share this Lou's just like you know trying to get it out of her what's going you know Kelly like you've just gotta be you've gotta open up when are you gonna let your hair down and Kelly, like, thinks that she's being literal about her hair being up and takes her hair out and she shakes her out, it shakes out. it out, and she's like, <laughs> it's down. And, like, that's when Lou was really pissed. Lou was just like, this woman, why am I on the same show as this idiot? Yeah. She's just like, uh, Kelly's nice, but God, is she stupid. That's what yeah. I know she wanted to say. Yeah. She felt like that girl is dumb as a bag of hair. That was that yeah, moment. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure her niece and her niece's friend thought oh. the same exact way. They definitely were I like, hope they the went to Pasolka afterwards and kikied all about how ridiculous that was because that yeah, was the they, they definitely did. And then we go to a very quick shot of the Van Kemp's getting all this stuff delivered and it's raining. And that's like the whole basis of it is that they have five days to get the house ready and all the stuff is being delivered in the rain. And listen, Down I moved to in the, the rain wire. It was horrible, so I get it, but that was the whole thing but then we go over to bethany and her blind date yeah and the blind date is at a restaurant called philip chow felipe you know felipe chow and the most interesting thing that i did not realize so she goes and she meets this man who's also named felipe yeah kind of ironic they go to this restaurant and bethany says this is her favorite restaurant and she goes this is where the skinny girl cocktail was created. Yep. I, I clocked that too. Because she orders it like it's something she orders it. that everyone knows. So I have a question. Did Bethany make this up or was it on the menu there? No, she made it up. I think she's saying okay. this is where I created it. Also, but she's not taking the, the credit there. If you notice, she's not like, this is mine, this is mine. Well, that's why I wondered, was it a, a drink on the menu, but she called it the skinny girl? Or was it, like, why would she say it was created there, meaning, like, she thought of it on the spot in that moment to order it? I don't know. Just very interesting take. And the other thing that I found so interesting is that it's a margarita, yet this is an Asian restaurant. Yeah, and it's called Felipe. It's a very big conundrum, but I will say the food must be something because it's on Gold Belly. Um, it's still there around. are yep. three locations. There's one on 60th, there's one on 16th, and there's one in D.C. So oh, okay. if anyone goes there, let us know if Skinny Girl is still on the menu. Yeah, it's an upscale Chinese restaurant. This is so confusing. It looks really interesting. I feel yeah. like I would go, but I, I just... I would love to go. I just want to know why she was ever ordering a margarita 
at an upscale Chinese restaurant. Like, wow, I need to know what's served there to know how those two, especially her, because I trust her. If I trust Bethany with anything, it's ordering food and combo and all of that. Yeah. I'm like, what made you order this margarita at an upscale Chinese restaurant? I feel like this was just her local, because I bet it was on 60th, and I think that's where she used to live around. Yeah, I just want to know, though, but I'm saying, like, I would never in my mind think to order a margarita. I guess, though, there are some fun fruity drinks that I do. Have you ever gotten, like, where it comes, like, in the giant, like, volcano, like, ridiculous mug thing? Yeah, I feel like that's more of a tiki bar drink, though, than, like, a Chinese Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I have had one of those, like, a a rum punch at, like, a Chinese restaurant before. So, a margarita just still feels odd. I mean... Now I'm looking a at their French menu. Name. It's not, it says a it's Chinese. upscale, but it didn't look too expensive. No, it doesn't look insane. I want to go here. We'll but go. Yeah, she's a very nice date. We'll report back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, after the date, is there anything else that you had to say no, about the date? No, the date is fine. The guy is cute. It was really just the whole skinny girl thing that really blew yeah. my mind at, at that moment. That I was like, what do you mean it was created here? Like that can... That, yeah. statement kind of sent me spiraling to look at well, it. Well, that's where Luann created it. <laughs> I know, but, like, what do they need? Like, did I don't know. I don't know. Um, she make it at home and then went there and ordered it? It was just, you know, I My really, guess I is, is, like, she was probably sitting there being like, you know, I want... I want a margarita, but I don't want to... I don't want it as sweet. I don't, I don't want all those calories. And then she probably sat at the bar and thought of a way to make it, told them to make it, and then that became her drink. Yeah. Maybe. Now I'm actually looking at their specialty cocktails. I'm like, do they have a version of the skinny girl on the menu? <laughs> or do they have they, that, like, bottle? Oh, my version? God, they do. It's called Summer Light Margarita. <gasps> Casamigos Blanco Contru. How do you say that? that that's the word that, that we can word, never get. We don't know. And lime juice. That's basically the skinny girl margarita. Okay. So I think that was on their drink menu. Hmm. But it wasn't called the Skinny Girl. And then she changed it to that. Interesting. Because that is, that's basically what it is. It's the, con. oh my God, I'm going to butcher the name of this. Whatever Contra or a Triple Sec is basically what it is. It's Triple Sec tequila and lime juice is Skinny Girl Margarita. Yeah. Isn't so. that, I think that's what we said the ingredients were last time that we looked yeah at. so it's their summer light margarita see i knew it you don't say it's created there if you came up with it yourself she would have said i came up with it at this restaurant so i think it was on their cocktail menu and she took it from them interesting cheater brand did i just break open a case <laughs> i don't know it'll be is it really i mean listen it's mixing like three really well, simple ingredients so but the all, can... the other thing is is that she created cocktails for people so maybe she created it like she worked on the cocktails for this restaurant i'm trying to give bethany the doubt the benefit of the doubt guys yeah i don't think you can't steal a cocktail in this sense of it's three ingredients that it's not like Uh-oh. ooh, lime juice and tequila who i mean there's a whole tiktok controversy about that that like begs to differ but that's that's a whole other story, a whole other podcast. <laughs> I want to get to I'll the fact. I'll get off my high horse on this margarita thing. It just like really like took me for a moment when she said that. I want to get to the fact that uh, I absolutely love this limo ride. That we get like a very short scene of Jill 
Bobby and Bethany and Brad in a limo. A white blinged out Hummer limo. And like Bethany is doing her best tight five on the fact that she's like, I I just did a a speech about being green and uh, now I'm in this giant Hummer and and Jill's got the air on. And and of course we've got everything. I'm so glad that I was green, you know, like, and it's just so silly. And I want to watch the entire sitcom that is that car ride. Agree. Weirdly, Derek and I drove past a Hummer yesterday, and I asked him if people still buy these. Yeah, they do. Who would still, in this economy, who would buy a Hummer still? Like, who needs that car? It's so ridiculous. You don't don't see them too much. So hopefully, I don't know if they still make them. Somebody listens to this in their Hummer Hummer. and just turns our our podcast (laughs) off and is like, fuck you. It's my car, my choice. True, true, true. <laughs> so then we see Alex and Simon's apartment. And this, we, well, well first there, we only a, see a, one floor. It's we a only build, see, like it's a house. I wouldn't sorry, say yeah, a townhouse. Ha- it's yeah. a townhouse. So you only see one floor, and which is like the living room into the kitchen. The kitchen looks very nice. The kitchen does look nice. The living no room is problems bright with the kitchen. red walls, which denotes insanity. Red walls were very popular at that time, so I don't totally diss them for it like the red accent wall i think it's psychotic and red should never be on a wall in your home it's like the least but was it an accent wall or was it everywhere i thought it was was everywhere everywhere. it was like this deep red and with black and it just it was so ugly it was so not you're like kids live in this house too like nothing you have to change your whole house for a kid aesthetic but no but like like, it it's just it's a lot and it's like a sex dungeon yeah like Or like a nightclub? I don't know. Uh, and then also Kelly was the first one to arrive. And I started thinking, I have no memory of like Kelly and Alex having like any interactions. This is one of the few. Right? Like I had no memory. I'm like, do they even have a relationship? Like, because it's not like Alex is involved in Jill's charity. Nope. So I'm like, where have the have these two ever even met and talked? Um, and Kelly starts asking, like, where am I? What's Cobble Hill? Like, what's Brooklyn? But then she's like, put it into relation of New York. And they're like, well, we're in New York. And then she's like, no, Manhattan. And so, like, everyone kind of says at the same time, it's like the West Village vibes, which, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The one thing, though, that Alex says in her, like, in the moment, and I wonder if you caught this, Alex says, it's a five-minute town car ride. Yeah. To get to Brooklyn. And no. I wrote, that's the biggest lie I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. No. That is very... So, like, it matters, A, where you are in the city, but B... Yeah, like, what do you mean? It's five minutes from where in the city? The traffic is not great from Manhattan to Brooklyn. No. Never. Never, never, no. No, no, no. Nothing is five minutes. I actually, it reminded me of... No, that's not true. If you go at, like, 6 a.m. on a Saturday... You're getting there I have in two sat minutes. in traffic on the 59th Street Bridge at 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's 3 o'clock in the morning. It's not <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can go anywhere. I literally went from Jersey City to Astoria, and I drove through Manhattan and back in an hour on a Sunday morning because it was, like, between 5 and 6 a.m., yeah, like, no, it, it can happen, but five it's minutes. The city car, that doesn't sleep, on, but it doesn't like to get up early. No. <laughs> like, it doesn't... So, 
It reminded me of a TikTok video that I saw because we're recording a little early, but today was a big day of Taylor Swift tickets coming out. And I guess mm-hmm. a lot of people were upset that Taylor Swift was performing at MetLife Stadium, which is in New Jersey for like the New York people. And someone made a TikTok video and they're like, it's only like a 25 minute cab ride from New York what? City to MetLife. And I have a quick story of years ago, I went to see Beyonce. Yeah. And we decided to drive to MetLife. And my GPS from Queens, there's two ways to get to New Jersey. You either go through the city or you go around the city through the Bronx. Typically, we go through the Bronx over the GW to MetLife. My GPS was like, it's faster if you go through the city. And I was inexperienced. And I was like, sure, let's do it. So me and my three friends are in the car and we go to do it. It took us two and a half hours. We literally almost parked the car outside the Lincoln Tunnel to leave it to go to Penn Station to get on the Long Island, to get on the Jersey Transit. Because we were that desperate. Yeah. We were basically hysterical in the car, thinking we were going to miss the entire Beyonce concert. Luckily, we had a friend there who was texting us like, no, don't worry, she hasn't come out. Yeah. We got there two and a half hours. We got there just as the first song was going, sprinting in. And do you want to know how long it took us to get home? 30 minutes, because that's how long the drive should be. <laughs> but it's also like, it's just the in and out, the time of day. Like, I just, I do think that... <sighs> I don't even believe that you, like, you would have to be in Fidei. From Fidei to Brooklyn is five minutes because you're, like, right by the Brooklyn Bridge. Maybe, maybe, but yeah. Fidei is the financial, that's the financial district. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, and drive nowhere. I don't, I don't, the reason we drove is it is really annoying to get to MetLife from Queens because then you have to, you have to take the subway, you have to get over to Penn, you have to get on the NJ transit thing, you have to get on another train and it's really annoying coming home because everyone's trying to get on the same train home. So I borrowed my sister's car and we're like, we'll drive, we'll have so much time. And then literally like, um, I was like in hysterics having a mental breakdown. I did not want to miss Beyonce. We paid a lot of money to sit in the complete nosebleeds. So if you're going to Taylor Swift at MetLife, Please leave exponential amount of time if you're driving. I think that this was a really important PSA, and I think this will come out before she performs there. So, oh, definitely. So people will learn. The people will know. Don't worry. This information is so important. Yeah, as you and I have probably sat in so much traffic, that five minute comment just really triggered me. No, I I I hear you. Um, So then people start arriving as well. Uh, Jill and Brad are there. Brad did the pillows and the drapes, and he's admiring his own work. Uh, it's so ugly. Brad has terrible taste. He really yeah. does. I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry, Brad. You're a gorgeous man. But I also love people approve it, so that's their problem, too. Yeah. But I, you know what I feel like it is? I feel like they're like, he's gay, he has style. And that's why they listen to him. mm the way that they put gays on a pedestal, their own words, not mine, you know, that they would say like, oh, he's a gay man. He, he has better style than me, so I'm just going to listen to him. Yeah. That's how he gets away with it. But he they, was a straight man or a woman? Mm-mm. They shouldn't listen. They should not <laughs> listen. It's not good. Um, then we get Kelly and Jill and Bethany in the same room. Bethany, it's very awkward. Yeah, so Jill and Kelly are talking. Bethany's sitting there like a child waiting for the principal's office. 
Yeah. Like, her body language is so uncomfortable. And Jill is confronting Kelly about the Halloween party because we knew that there was going to be fallout. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this is such early Housewives stuff because, like, it's not drawn out. It's not huge. And, like, Jill is already kind of forgiving Kelly while she's arguing. She's like, you did text me. You did, did eventually say this. But, like, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving at 945 for, an, for a party that starts at 9? Yeah, and she like, said, by the way, we did have it confirmed that the party was in Times Square. Yep. So our, our eagle eye on that was correct. She said she should have taken the subway. But then, how... but then she goes, oh, but you couldn't take the subway because I heard you were naked. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just the most, I mean, Long Island mom thing to say. I know, <laughs> like, I know. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing gets resolved there. Kelly no. also leaves. The party's so weird. It's not like... They're all, like, super dressed up, but it's just, like, ten of them, and I literally feel like they were there 45 minutes. Unless, like, nothing exciting happened and they just cut it, it seemed like but, the like, quickest little party. It didn't seem like there was food being passed or... No, they, they, had, they had, like, um apps and stuff set oh, up. Oh, okay. It was a charcuterie. Because Alex said that the caterer used the oven before she did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seemed like a... Maybe it was just like that not much happened, and that's why they didn't really show much. Yeah, it was really low stakes. It felt really short, the party. And then we go to our final scene, which is where it all goes down, and it's charity meeting number three for charity event. And uh, Jill wants Bethany and Kelly to, like, hash it out. So she, like, sets it up for them to come early. I think it's creaky joints. I think that's what the arthritis foundation that she has for Alias. I think you're correct too. Um but yeah. The original homeless not toothless. Exactly. I was like it's something that's like mm, not uh, the best. Creaky joins. I don't um, know about that name. Yeah. It's not the most sexy name, but um Bethany is is I forget who comes first. Is it Bill or uh, Bill? <laughs> is it Bethany? I'm rubbing off on you. Uh Kelly shows up first. So Kelly shows up first. And then Jill lets Bethany in, and she's kind of like, Kelly's here. And, like, Bethany's just like, I want to bury the hatchet. Like, let's go. Let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. like let's just make it easier. Like, whatever. And Jill's very much, like, she, part of the reason why she has both of them there is that she thinks that she can mend this fence. It makes me like, Jill says she thinks that they have things in common. But I'm like, what things do those two have in common? I think, like, it, once again, it's th- the same thing that Lou did with her nieces and Kelly, where it's this belief of married women in New York City that's all single women in New York City have this strong-ass bond against each other when really we're all fighting against each other for, like, the (laughs) one decent man left. They they have nothing in common, though, so I just thought that was such a funny thing. And I I don't even know how to summarize this argument because it made no sense (sighs) because Kelly doesn't make any sense. But it's just, Bethany's just bringing up, like, you were really rude to me when I met you at the Brass Monkey. Mm -hmm. And you said to me, that you're down here and I'm up here. And for some reason, Kelly doesn't seem to remember that she says that. And then she thinks Bethany is saying that to her in the moment. But Bethany's just repeating what Kelly had previously yep. said. And it doesn't seem like Kelly remembers anything that she said to no. Bethany in that even, argument. Even in her interview place, uh, interview section, she doesn't remember it. She's like, I have no idea what Bethany is talking about. No. Yeah. And... Bethany somehow stays pretty calm in all of this, and Kelly just, like, 
completely shuts down and just can't have a conversation and she just keeps interrupting Bethany and won't let her talk and it's just so wild so I think there's a lot of things in this fight that really were just eye-opening and fascinating to me um the fact that she says that Bethany is attacking attacking her at a charity meeting in front of she goes you're attacking me at a charity meeting in front of your peers that's what she, how she felt when when Bethany whispers under her breath apparently this woman's Madonna that's attacking yeah, she thinks that's her. an attack Wait till she watches the Life's Not a Cabaret scene, Luann. Like, that's an attack. <laughs> well, and that's the interesting thing about this scene that really, like, I think at the end of the day, the real reason, if you ask me, like, at the heart of it, I love Housewives because the psychology of female relationships is absolutely fascinating. And this is just such an amazing case because you've got Kelly, who is critiqued for her looks and... The only thing that she really thinks in, that she has in her heart of hearts is that she's a good person. Like, she thinks that she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Bethany, who's been, like, dragged. Like, she was raised by wolves. She, you know, she's very beautiful, but her beauty is not her selling point. It's her her brain and her business acumen. And you've got Bethany, who's somebody who can be really fucking horrible to people, saying something very innocuous to Kelly of you were mean to me and it just shatters Kelly. Yeah. It shatters her completely because she's a beautiful person who's either treated completely beautifully or critiqued for her beauty. And for somebody to come at her saying that she did something like acted a certain way to another human, it just shakes her to her core and feels like she's literally being attacked but using the word attacked on someone in, like Bethany who knows what attacked really is. Like, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Bethany was abused or whatever, but like the way that Bethany, I, I believe she said that her, she, she watched her parents have abusive episodes and stuff like that. I think that was how her and Ramona bonded originally is that like trauma bond. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, well, she, Bethany wasn't even saying like, Kelly, you're a bitch. You're horrible. No. Like, she wasn't even saying anything bad. She just was like, what the hell happened at the Brass Monkey? Why don't you say hi to me and act like you didn't know me when you knew me? I found it super rude, and I just want to know why you acted that way towards me. It was basically all Bethany was trying to get at, and Kelly just did not Kelly understand any of that at couldn't all. receive any of that information. And Bethany doesn't get mad because she didn't start mad. There was no anger in her. She was really just being like, hey, you did this to me, it wasn't cool. That was, like, a real baseline. And so when somebody's coming at her saying she's attacking her and stuff, she's just flat-out confused. Like, none of this computes to Bethany. And then Kelly has this weird way of trying to end her feeling of, like, oh, you're attacking me, you're making me feel bad. And it's very interesting. She'll just be like, but you're adorable. Look at that dress that you're wearing. You're, yes, why should you be mad? Was... Like, And it's just like that even further spins Bethany into this place of confusion of being like, wait, you hate me, but you think I'm cute? Are you trying to, to tell me I'm a cute little girl? Or are you, 
are you being genuine and saying that you think I'm a I'm a lovely person? Like I know. It literally the the mind fuckery of these two women just not just communicating on this it's not like I don't want to say bitchy, but it's just like this like psychological warfare level of like not understanding or maybe they are understanding and just trying to get the upper hand but kelly cannot get the upper hand here i know and once kelly kind of says that thing about the dress bethany's just like i'm fucking done with this like no 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 this is going nowhere and she really just is like okay i guess it's whatever at this point and there's just no there's no discourse to have if like i can't have a fight with you if i'm like if like we're fighting over like this is green this is blue and you're like no, it's ta- it tastes like banana. Like, like that's, that's what it was. What it, is. it was just like, I-, I don't know how to argue with you anymore because this isn't making any sense. Yeah. And You're- then, uh, yeah, basically, so then we quickly then, we realize they will not resolve. They they leave the room they were fighting in. And then all of a sudden, Jill realizes she didn't have any alcohol in the house. Well, because Bethany is like, uh, like, she's like, how did it go? Like, Jill's like, how did it go? What do you mean? How did it go? And, like, Bethany's just like, I literally don't know. I just need a glass of wine. And, and they know that Ramona is coming over. And Jill goes, oh, my God, I have to have wine for Ramona. She needs an IV of, of wine. like An IV of Pinot as soon as she enters my apartment. Yep, yep. So then Kelly's like, I'll just go and get it, I think, to, yeah. like, have a minute of space. And I did forget. I was like, I cannot believe in Jill's home that she didn't have any alcohol. But I forgot. Jill doesn't drink. So she... I thought the same thing, but I'm like, you don't have any? She might just buy it, though, for when she knows people are coming over and then they drink it and then she gets rid of it because she doesn't really drink. Fair. So she probably just doesn't think of it. She doesn't probably keep it in the house. It's probably she only buys it, like, for whatever occasion she's having. I just... It was such a fascinating exchange, especially... Knowing what we'll know, and when we get to Scary Island, the buildup is real, and it makes sense why. But like Kelly saying the word attacking, she uses that again on Scary Island, and I think it's really interesting. I feel like almost like Bethany's response on the island triggers her back to this time where she because she, she has the similar shutdown of just this isn't we can't do it we can't go any further yeah yeah and And then the episode ends and i don't know if this is our first one but it ends with a black screen and a to to be be continued continued. was that our first one i think so yeah i didn't remember if we had another one like that because and it's a hell of a to be continued because what happens is the rest of the ladies come in to work on the charity meeting and ramona comes in a like level 11 ramona mood is the preview yeah and i am so no, I'm excited. looking forward to it and i think that's our last episode and then it's the reunion <gasps> what so an almost, exciting almost, time almost to the end of season two making our way chugging along i mean i feel like this was our episode of rants we had many things to rant about it's true <laughs> we went on a lot of rants i also should want like i had wine before this so that is also part of it <laughs> That is fine. And you will be putting your wine now in your new fancy wine fridge. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> Look at me hug. adulting so hard. I love it. It's Jill so Zarin could never. <laughs> no. But Ramona would be proud of you. I don't know if that's something I ever want. <laughs> when it, if there's anything she would be proud of you when it comes to wine, that would at least be the thing I would want to be made proud of. Okay, fair. So I'll, I'll take that, you know. 
Yeah, that's it. A great episode. And I just, I all I like to go back in my mind is picture like Andy watching these and being like, oh, there's just, this is just getting good. And I just can see him like the wheels are turning. Of like, this is going to be on for 14 more seasons. <laughs> Do you feel like this is where he and Bethany's relationship really forged? Because like he watches this and he's just like, how are you even dealing with this? Maybe. Because like I, if I was watching these dailies, I would definitely be like, what? Yeah, I could see what that. What is going on? How like I would be like. It just makes sense too when you think of the cast who he would actually have an actual friendship with. Bethany's the only option. Yeah, I mean, I think in in a certain world it could have been Jill. But yeah, but she was but, too pushy. Yeah. so early on it drove him nuts. And all the rest are space cadets. They don't. They all have a screw loose. Bethany does not. I mean, in Bethany. this time. Have the screw loose where it's like she has a screw loose in her inability to keep relationships and all of that. But as her, I mean, I wouldn't say that. It's it's more like I, I mean, like friendships too. I'm not talking about like boyfriend. No, relationships. but it's also like I I think I think I get what you're saying. Bethany's more grounded in reality. Grounded. Than any of That's these what I'm people. saying. She's grounded in reality. Like everyone and the has their psychosis not. that goes on reality TV, and everyone has their psychosis in life in general but like bethany really is uh the most level-headed of the group yeah that's what i meant she's the most level-headed and that's why yeah that makes sense why andy would be friends with her yeah that's why he was close with carol too because carol was a pretty level-headed person why he's friends with i feel like kyle kyle richards pretty level like he he knows I don't know. Have a relationship. He's I actually mean, closer with Rinna. That was like the big thing is like he and Rinna were supposedly good friends. But really? I also wonder if that was like a party friendship more than a friendship friendship. Yeah. Because I, I can't imagine I them like talking really on the weekends. I, I think him and Kyle have a good relationship. Well, They've been working together far too long to not at this point. I mean, he's been working a long time with Candy. I can't imagine them hanging out. No, but I could picture him and Kyle hanging out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He loves all his housewives. He does. I mean, that baby shower will go down in history as one of, like, the most iconic housewives moments. Like, Lisa Rinna telling everybody to get on the fucking table and dance if they love Andy Cohen. I know. So, I love it. I, mean, I love celebrating it every year, too. If I could only <laughs> have been a waitress at that restaurant that night. Oh, I know. I can't even imagine. That. All right, well, that's it for us on our episode. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Please Thank make sure so to rate, for review, listening. comment, DM us. We love hearing from you. Literally, like, every time I get a message about the podcast, I send a screenshot, send it to Sue, and we just love And it makes my fucking day. About it. Yeah, Thank it makes you our guys day. We so love much. It. Thank you so much. And, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.